Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. My name is Trish Tonai, the founder and host for the series, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in ShareYourStories.online. Today, I'd like to introduce you to John Williams, who is an architectural designer with a specialty in residential homes. John joins us from Burlington, Ontario, and today we're going to discuss in the year that he's celebrating 50 years in business, why he's decided to publish a limited edition custom plan book. Welcome. Ah, how are you, Trish? You know, we're, I'm really thrilled that you're able to join us today, John, because, you know, we should start by congratulating you on celebrating 50 years in business. Well, it's gone by like a flash in the pan. It seemed like it was only yesterday I started and I was much younger and uh, had probably less gray hair than I do after 50 years of battling this process. But uh, here we sit 50 years later, and uh, it's time for me to pay it back, uh, both to um, the young architects that I am mentoring over the last few years and also to uh, most of my clientele and to the neighborhoods and cities that I work in. So tell me a little bit about what was the inspiration to, at this stage in your career, publish a book? Well, interestingly enough, I was visiting uh, or revisiting a lot of the old um, neighborhoods that uh, are around North America, just from an architectural sort of perspective, um, and places such as Forest Hills in, in New York and Boca Raton in Florida and Shaker Heights in Cleveland, all of these little neighborhoods that were created, uh, one thing they all had in common was this sort of feeling of romance when you drove into the, 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 the subdivisions. And they had a certain poetry, the way they treated the, the streetscape. And for some reason, I thought to myself, you know, our new subdivisions have lost that. I don't know why, but they have lost it. And I started to analyze a lot of the, um, the, the houses, uh, wonderful uh, houses, not that big, surprisingly. I thought they'd be much bigger, but they're not. Uh, and they had details of scale and rhythm and um, texture and good what we call good architectural manners for their streetscape. And I think that's what was giving them this romantic feeling when you drove in. And the, all of the houses in the, those areas also seem to be just linked so well to their landscape. And perhaps it's because a lot of the planning at the time uh, for those old subdivisions was actually done by landscape architects. And... Uh, there was a, a big influence of um, people uh, in, in that industry, uh, you know, from the, the design of Central Park in, in New York City and uh, uh, the Parkway in Buffalo and, and Cleveland, things like that. So um, that relationship between house and landscape became very, very important to this romantic feel that you see when you go through one of these little neighborhoods. So, so I understand that, that you've actually married um, the houses with the names of trees that you may find in uh, some of these neighborhoods. So, so tell me, why did you decide to kind of, you know, name, name each individual house after a tree? Well, that's interesting. I guess after 50 years of work, some of my best designs that were award-winning designs for custom homes um, also had really great landscape architects that I was able to work with and collaborate with. And sometimes I think <laughs> the, the award should have been for the landscape architecture instead of the house because uh, uh, 
those landscape architects um, have real talent. They can tie a house to its surroundings um, so perfectly, and um, that I think is also the key to a great house. Uh, you know, there, you can have a great house, but if it doesn't fit the site, um, it'll never be a great, great house. And right. you can have a mediocrely designed home that isn't too expensive. And if it's landscaped beautifully and relates to the, the, the site that it's on, it will always, always be a great house uh, for the people that live there. So I chose trees that I thought were would influence the sort of style of the house. And uh, there are trees that are common, uh, but landscape architects tend to use them quite often in strategic positions on the site. So we actually designed the, the houses with that tree in mind. Right. So, you know, tell us a little bit about the size of these homes, because obviously when you're doing bespoke home for clients, they tend to be of a larger size and scale. But uh, tell us a little bit about the sizes of the houses that are in your in this plan book. Yes, it's, it's a bit of a challenge to drop from designing uh, 15, 20,000 square foot homes down to 2,200 up to about 3,500 square feet. So these uh, nine houses that we've designed for the book, um, all of them uh, range between um, sort of, I think, 25 is the smallest, 2,500. And it goes up to somewhere in the 35 or 3,600 for the, the largest house, um, plus garages. So that uh, those are very um, modest sizes compared to some of the big, big sort of mansions you see out there. So uh, that was important. So those houses... Uh, surprisingly, are close, more closely related to the sizes of some of our greatest neighborhoods in terms right. of their, their house size. Right. So, you know, one of the things, John, that we do um, in the guest blog, and you're obviously a returning guest um, for us as part of the series. And one of the things that you shared, we ask everyone to share is their three words of advice. And I think, you know, this kind of brings our conversation back full circle because your three words of advice are listen to your customer. So tell us a little bit about uh, why you feel listen to your customer has been really important to you in your 50 years in business. Well, most of my customers, uh, without listening to them, I would have been in real trouble because spending huge amounts of money and you, you have to design. And I think Robert Stern, the architect, um, uh, coined this term, you can design a glove or a mitt. And my clients uh, generally fit into the glove category. Sure. Uh, very specific and very bespoke. With this project, I had to um, uh, find a way to design a mitt, a right. house that would look after 80% or 90% of the population. And uh, that was not only a learning experience for me, it was a fun chore. And uh, I think with these nine plans in the book, we have uh, accomplished what we set out to do. Well, John, I really want to thank you for spending some time today to sort of share with us a little bit of your experience having been in business for 50 years. And uh, we certainly wish you every success with your uh, custom plan book that I'm sure folks will be able to, uh, to purchase and enjoy the, the homes that, that as they flip through the pages. Well, thank you, Trish. And uh, coming up, there will be two more books as part of this series. The next one will be on uh, contemporary houses uh, that sort of are influenced by um, our architects from the 1930s and uh, 40s and 50s. So that should be quite exciting when we get that done as well.
Well, terrific. We'll have you back on the show then when you uh, when you publish your second book. Be a pleasure. And, and to our viewing and listening audience, thank you so much for spending some time with us in uh, Keeping It Real, where we introduce you to the person behind the logo. And I'd like to invite you to share your story and share your stories dot online. Thank you so much for joining us.